2: You can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Thursday. Come on in. Stay a while. Boys are here ready to go. A lot of topics to talk about. I know who's playing tonight. But I have no idea who's playing tonight. We know it's the Niners and Packers. I'm not quite sure who the Niners are going to put out there at wide receiver. And also, who's running the football for the Green Bay Packers. They're scheduled to play in San Francisco tonight. It's a go for right now. I was surprised this game wasn't moved. You know, Patriots game a couple of weeks ago was moved to a Sunday. But this game might be the clearest illustration of a fact that's becoming clearer by the day. The NFL wants to get through this season as quickly as possible. The Niners' top three wide receivers are on the reserve COVID list. And you also have their tackle, Trent Williams, on that list. Meanwhile, the Packers, without their three top running backs, and this is is something that we were concerned about, the NFL was concerned about, players in the same position group exposed to one another basically the Niners might not be able to throw and the Packers might not be able to run. It was sort of like that in the NFC title game last year, San Francisco destroyed green Bay with its running game and might be able to do that again. The bigger question is, is it wise to play this game in prime time with the whole nation watching? Like it, it feels like it's a bad look and hopefully the teams can limit the spread of the virus in their facilities and they'll, Probably view this as a blip on the season, but tonight's game seems like a challenge and possibly a bad look for the NFL. Ian Rappaport, NFL.com, will join us coming up. Why haven't you know? Why hasn't the NFL moved this game? Because it feels like you have two teams at a decided disadvantage facing each other. Maybe it's an equal disadvantage. The Niners have been snake bitten this year. They lead the NFL in player games missed to injury. Now this is even before COVID. Most games missed due to injury. These are the uh, player games missed. San Francisco leading, it's not even close, 124 games missed by their players due to injuries. The Eagles are second at 107. The Jets at 88. Seattle 87, Dallas 83. And in case you're wondering... The teams that have uh, uh, had the uh, fewest games missed due to player injury. The Dolphins are uh, the best team and the healthiest team. The Steelers, then next, and then the
3: Atlanta Falcons. Yes, Paul. So the Falcons can't even blame injury. Usually if you say, well, we had a tough season, we're beat up all year. We'll get them next year. Falcons can't even pull that one. Yeah.
2: I got ahead of myself, though. Let me uh, go through all the uh, procedural Data that I tell you about every day. We're on the Fox Sports Radio lineup. You can watch the show on Peacock. Download the app for free. You can dial us up, email, you can tweet. McLevin will have a poll question. We got a stat of the day, play of the day coming up. You have Matthew Stafford on the COVID list, but it's it's a different. It's a list that I didn't even know existed. Do you have the official designation of Matthew Stafford's COVID list that he's on? Because it's kind of came in contact with somebody who came in contact with somebody who also came in contact with somebody. Yes, Paulie.
3: This is a weird one. Uh, a person who's been quarantined after been in close contact with an infected person, a persons non-related to the team. It's high risk, close contact from a non-team member is Adam Schefter said about Matthew Stefford. That's his A lot of hyphens, Dan high risk, close contact, non-team <laughs> member. That's three hyphens, one <laughs> sentence. <laughs>
2: We'll talk to Ian Rappaport about what's going on. All the Texans have shut down their facility. Uh, Ian Rappaport just tweeted that uh, one Texans player has tested positive in consultation with the NFL and medical experts. They've made the decision to close down the facility. That's all, all the information that Ian Rappaport has right now. Yes, Paul?
3: Now, we all want my, Matthew Stafford to play. you all want everyone to be healthy and play. But if he does not start on Sunday, do you know who would? Chase Daniel. Oh! The, dun,
2: dun, dun, dun. the eclipse
3: is what I call Chase yes. Daniel. The cicada.
2: He's finally going to show America that he can play the position.
3: Every few years. The
2: cicada.
3: Every seven years, he sticks his head out of the dirt and plays some football. <laughs>
2: Chiquita Daniel. Yeah. That's
3: funny, dude. <laughs> What's that? Lunar Eclipse? Yeah. Daniel.
2: Yeah. The greatest preseason quarterback in NFL history may get a shot. <laughs> may get a shot. All right. McLovin, what kind of poll question do you have? By the way, this program brought to you by Breeders' Cup. Friday and Saturday, the world's best thoroughbreds compete in 14 exhilarating races. Breeders' Cup World Championships. Learn more at breederscup.com slash 2020. Catch all the action live on NBC Sports.
1: Okay, start simple. Should the NFL play the game tonight? Yes or no? How do you think
2: people would vote? Well, I want to see it, but I don't want to see it kind of in this capacity. You know, you still have Aaron Rodgers out there, and you want to tune in to see Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, but I would like to see him at full strength. I'd really like to know, and it's not going to happen because of the injuries, but I'd like to know, has Green Bay answered any questions from last year's title game when they got blown out? And can San Francisco still run the ball right down, you know, the Green Bay Packers' throats? Green Bay's not stopping anybody on the run. Uh, I would, I would move it because of the positive test, the injuries you can't do anything about, but just just the look of it, it doesn't look good for the NFL. Like we're gonna we're gonna play this game, okay? Play the game, where in other situations they've moved games. And I don't know if this gets worse. I think later in the season it does because I do think there'll be maybe a carelessness on part of some of these teams, some of these players. They're not in the playoff chase. And, you know, hey, I want to go out. It's been a long year, bad year. And you're probably going to have some looser restrictions, or at least in their own minds, of what they can and can't do. That's where I think there's the potential for... We got to maybe shut down for a week. Maybe have to add a week to get in these games. Yeah, Pauline.
3: I wonder if the NFL is kind of trying, it seems like they're trying the opposite thing where it's so close to game time on a Thursday. Let's keep it and just whoever's there is there. And we don't want to get so backed up we have to move stuff. They're thinking right now the playoffs and Super Bowl seem like they're intact at the time period they're scheduled. And we may have to have a few ugly nights like Thursday night to get to there.
2: But this is a marquee game. Now, even without Garoppolo in there, you still the 49ers have no wide receivers and Green Bay doesn't have their running backs. If we wait a couple of days, can can we at least be fair to both of these teams here? And that, that's all I'm saying that I know that you've got you know, guys missing on both sides. But how about we get as close to full strength as possible? And I think waiting a couple extra days. But I'll ask Ian Rappaport about that coming up. Yes, McLovin.
1: Yeah, but are you going to run into a situation where if you push that back, like it becomes a domino where you keep pushing back and pushing back and run out of time?
2: Well, I don't. I mean, they played Thursday night last week. It's it just this happens. You have an alternative plan, and you've used it before. It's not like you go, oh, we don't move Thursday games. Fox spent too much money. We don't move those games. You've moved the game, and it seems like that that would be the smarter choice for both teams here. I mean, if I'm Green Bay, do I want to be traveling to San Francisco? No, I don't.
3: Yeah, Paulie. Why don't we just have a couple Mac teams on standby every week to play Thursday night in case something goes squirrely? You know, get Bowling Green out there against Mm. Ohio and say, you guys, you got the national spotlight. We're going to have some football.
2: Yeah, I watched a lot of um, action last night. It was fun. It wasn't great football, but it was still football. Uh, You've got football tonight, Utah State, Nevada, Wyoming, and Colorado State. Uh, Money wins out in the NBA. The NBA is going to start December 22nd as opposed to January 13th. And you were looking at probably a half a billion dollars was in play. And uh, I think everybody came to their senses and realized we'd love to have more time off. We should have more time off. And we're going to start December 22nd. The NBA is all in on those Christmas Day games. That's so important to them. And really, that's when the season starts. I don't know if they're going to – I always thought that down the road, will they start, like officially start around then? And I don't know if it can stick because there's so much money at stake. And if you're going to reduce the, let's say, 82 to 72 games, being just the amount of money, salary cap's going to go down. You know, the players are not going to stand for that. But it looks like December 22nd is uh, when the NBA will officially start. Yes, McLovin? Is
1: that amazing? In less than two months, we'll see LaMelo Ball in an NBA jersey play. We're going to see him play. The draft is, that's so close to the season.
2: I don't know if many NBA fans are going, <laughs> God, I can't wait for LaMelo Ball to be in a uniform. You're not curious?
1: I think it's right. No, behind... I've
2: seen him. I know what his game is. Really? Really? Yes, I, I've seen this. I've seen this. He's wildly entertaining and talented. And he shoots a little better than his bigger brother.
1: I watch a highlight reel. He shoots a set shot from forty five feet away. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Yep. From like and it, it's released by his hip. Yep,
2: Not good. You know when you're little and you shoot, you shoot down at your hip, and most people grow out of that because you you're stronger to be able to shoot it up top. He has that. He This is how he started, and he still shoots that way. But well.
1: it's a little Steph Curryish, though, too. He's his elbow straight.
2: Mm, very little Steph curry Isn't that like... Very little.
1: You know, you were saying he was a bad shooter yesterday. Doesn't he shoot the second he comes over half court, just like Trey Young? And he's going to yeah. shoot 43s a game. That
2: doesn't mean he should be shooting. <laughs> and if he's going to Minnesota, I can't imagine that Carl uh, Anthony Towns is going to be going, yeah, keep shooting it. I'll rebound for you. I don't think anybody's going, God, I can't wait to see LaMelo Ball play basketball. I mean, I, I'm anxious to see it, interested to see how it works and who wants him, uh, what the Golden State Warriors do. I'm curious about all those things. I wonder what LeBron does for the first month of the season. I don't know. Now, if you want to talk about minutes restrictions, you want to talk about uh, you know, game management here, I could certainly see that. Yeah, so you got to be rehabbing a thigh injury in Cabo, I think, (laughs) the first month of the season. Well, he's got a home somewhere uh, in I don't know Antigua or somewhere, so he could say that you know this is where my doctor is. I need to be here. Uh, Let's see. So we got Rappaport coming up. We'll check in with the Niners uh, a little bit later on. Trevor Lawrence is going to be at the Notre Dame game. He's going to be on the sidelines. He's just not going to be playing. I'm not sure what the ACC rules are, but I guess if he's tested negative or how many times he's tested negative, that he can be on the sidelines. But, you know, keep in mind the information I gave you about this is a 10 day isolation, but it's a 14 day process in the ACC. And I think a lot of people thought, oh, he'll be back. I thought he was back until a source said, no, no, this is 14 days, he won't play. 10-day isolation protocols. And he will have cleared that by today, but he also has some cardiovascular tests that he has to uh, complete, and they won't be done in time for Saturday's game. So he is going to be there on the sidelines. What other poll questions, McLevin? Well, a Clemson question. If um, Clemson loses Notre Dame...
1: do we give them a pass? Are they still going to reach the final four? Do they get like an asterisk on this loss because no Trevor?
2: I don't know how the you know selection committee is going to view this because it depends on how how well or how poorly uh, DJ Uyunglele plays. If he plays well, like he did against BC, that was on their defense. And But if he plays well, I don't know if they're going to go well if Trevor had been in there. But if he doesn't play well, you know, Notre Dame's got a good defense. It's not great, but you're, gonna, you're really going to test this. This is a freshman on the road against a formidable opponent. A good defense. Uh, we'll probably do that with Clemson. I, I'm going to guess they're going to do that. And go well if they'd had Trevor. But I, I'd like to see how the game is played. Because if Notre Dame is scoring, it will. Uh, then this isn't on the quarterback. And I can't give you a hall pass. Yeah, Paulie.
3: Go back to, if Trevor Lawrence can stand on the sidelines with a mask on, why couldn't he go in the game with a mask on?
2: No, they're saying he has to complete all of this.
3: Right, but I'm saying, let's say he's standing there on the sidelines. No, it has
2: nothing to do with wearing a mask. Oh, okay. 10-day isolation. That's the protocol. He will clear that today. He has to complete cardiovascular tests. And, uh, you know, they have to check for inflammation of the heart and they won't be done in time for Saturday, from what I'm told. And that's why he can go to the game, he will have tested negative, and he can be on the sidelines and be a mentor to uh, DJ. What else do you have, McLovin? Okay, uh,
1: I don't know when you want to get into it, but I have the top 10 draft picks for 2021. There's 10 teams who are 2-5 and five or worse, and I'm curious which ones are full tank mode from now on. Okay, uh, The Jets are 0-8. Now
2: we'll hold off. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because I want to know over, under four quarterbacks taken in the top 10. That's what I want to know. Don't tell me. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious here because we know two are going to be taken up top. Trevor and Justin Fields. Trey Lance, North Dakota State. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is not the guy. dang. No. <laughs> Um, Florida's Kyle Trask might be moving into the first round. Uh, Wilson from BYU is moving up rapidly. I don't know if there's any other quarterbacks. So there's there's five right there, right? Yes, McLovin.
1: But isn't it in a function of which teams need quarterbacks about how high those guys go? Yes. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Or could it be... What was that draft where everybody... They took Jake Locker, Aid, and Christian Ponder? Is that like 2010? So it's not 2011? just how the
2: quarterbacks are. It's also where the t- teams are. That was like... Those GMs that day, they struck me as uh, people who go into uh, these stores on Black Friday. and they just start buying things and going crazy. Like, I don't, we don't need a TV. Grab one. We, we don't need a vacuum. Grab one. And you're just buying everything. And you got to that draft and you're like, "Hey, all right, we got, we got our draft board. We know who we're going to take, and then all of a sudden, it went crazy. First, 12 picks. Four quarterbacks. And it felt like everybody w- was under the impression, we got to get
3: our quarterback. Whether you
2: needed a quarterback, he was the right quarterback for you, you were drafting a
3: quarterback. Yes, Paul. And it's fair to say three of the four didn't work out, right? Jake Locker, nope, mostly because of injury. Blaine Gabbert, nope. Christian Potter, nope, nope. Cam Newton. Cam Newton not going to the Hall of Fame nah, he of right worked now, out. but he worked he, out. He worked out.
2: Yeah. Yes, he worked out. But that was crazy. Where these you spend all year long going, let's get our draft board ready. We know who we need. You know, Dalton and Kaepernick, I thought Dalton was the best quarterback in the draft. And he went in the second round. Kaepernick went in the second round as well. But I thought Andy Dalton was going to be the best quarterback. I, I knew Cam had a lot of talent. I, I didn't know who was drafting him and how he would play or how they would set up their system. And Carolina did a brilliant job in doing that. He took him to a Super Bowl and won an MVP. Yeah, point.
3: My guy was Ricky Stanzi out of Iowa in the fifth round. Did not work out. Love Ricky Stanzi. You put him in the fourth quarter, you're winning ballgames. No dice, though. Yeah. All
2: right, we'll take a break. Why is this game being played tonight? Ian Rappaport, NFL.com, will join us coming up next. Phone calls are always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle, at DP Show. 19 after the hour. Glad you're part of the program gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER
1: 18 plus plus in most eligible states age varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply pick six not available in all states including but not limited to Connecticut and New York for up-to-date list of states visit dkng.co slash pick six states void where
2: prohibited see terms at pick six.draftkings.com slash promos this award nominated program brought to you by Mercedes AMG what do you do when you uh Cross the Mercedes sedan, coupe, or SUV with a race car. You get what Mercedes-AMG is all about. No other way to say it. OMG-AMG. Visit MBUSA.com slash AMG. Mercedes-AMG. Driving performance. Dallas Cowboys, a double-digit home underdog for just the second time in the Super Bowl era. The undefeated Steelers, 13.5-point favorite, and an over-under of 42 Cowboys are still the only NFL team yet to cover the spread in uh, all eight of their games this season. No, they, they are the only team to cover the spread in all eight of their games. They failed to cover this season by an average of uh, 10 point. I, who wrote this thing? The Cowboys haven't covered the spread in any of their games, I'm guessing is what they're saying. Because it says they have failed to cover the, the uh, spread by an average of 10 points per game. If Dallas, Celebrity journalist <laughs> blow Anthony who claims to have spoken to a source with knowledge from someone close to Wood, says Tiger is struggling. Damn it, I'm a professional. If Dallas fails to cover on Sunday, the Cowboys will become the first team in modern NFL history to go 0 and 9 versus the spread. I have no idea what that means, and I apologize to Ian Rappaport. Who, you sound like me trying to talk sports. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, they covered. No, they didn't cover. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network National Insider. Sorry about that, Ian. Can you see a situation? Yeah, rough,
6: man. not going to lie. Yeah,
2: all right, all right. Well, you work with Eisen, so you're worse used to hearing that. Um, wow, why did I do that to Eisen? Man. I had no business doing that to Eisen. Um, Best in the business. Yes, yes. So he's told me uh, the Cowboys situation. Can you see a situation where they start to mail this in that they will truly give up on the seat? Could Jerry Jones possibly do that?
6: See, I see. I don't know how really any team could do that. And you know, we've, we've heard this before we've heard the dolphins were tanking for two. And you know, now it's like uh, the jets tanking for Trevor. And you know, I, I think about it all the time because every year it comes up in some form or fashion. And you know, for the Cowboys, I mean, they're looking like they're going to get a high pick now just based on the way they're playing. The problem is individual players don't tank, right? Players are playing for their jobs. They'd like not to get cut. They'd like to score touchdowns and get sacks and do all the things on the football field that are positive. So individual players aren't tanking. Coaches are not tanking because coaches would like to. I mean, I don't think Mike McCarthy would like to be one and done. I think he'd like to win some football games and get this thing right. So I don't see tanking as an actual real thing thing Uh, however the direction they're going probably will do it anyway i mean the cowboys have shown not a lot of optimism that probably at this point seems like they're going to be starting garrett gilbert on sunday which you know it's not tanking obviously but he's not the greatest quarterback that gives the america's team the best chance to win on sunday so there's a lot of factors that are leading toward that i just don't think it's on purpose
2: well you see the jacksonville jaguars where gardner Minshew is being benched. Yeah, I know Jackson. This feels like managerial tanking to me.
6: I I actually felt like the the move to Jake Luton, who seems like he's in line to start on Sunday, is probably more from the coaches than anything. Just they would like to get some wins. And I think Gardner Minshew's stats are okay. His moxie and other football things are good. He just hadn't played great, throwing a bunch of interceptions, fumbles. I mean, for all the optimism that we had about Gardner Minshew heading into the season, he has sort of stood up to none of that. I mean, he's, he's struggled. The team has struggled. They're playing from behind all the time. I think this is more the coaches trying to get a win. Mm. Apparently, Jake Luton looks great in practice. I guess both the quarterbacks, Glennon and Luton, look better than Minshew in practice. So it's more the coaches being like, we need to get a win somehow to save this thing. Maybe this is the guy to do it. So they're kind of taking a shot with him. Yeah.
2: Why is this game being played tonight? Right. So I guess that's the big
6: question that everyone has. Now you have multiple COVID issues on both teams. You have A.J. Dillon uh, for the Packers testing positive. You have Jamal Williams with a close contact. And now for the 49ers, you have Kendrick Bourne. You have Trent Williams, who's now a close contact. Uh, it is, and Brandon Ayuk, also one of the bright stars of this game, not playing. The reason it's being played is because no one else is at further risk. So you had the COVID issue with the Packers. You had the close contacts go away. No one else is tested positive for the 49ers. You had one positive. They are able to examine the close contacts based on the connects bracelets that the players wear to see exactly who could possibly have been in close contact with them. And so you isolate those guys, they are out and everyone else is deemed not at risk. So you're missing some big time players. But you play on because it's 2020 and nothing is perfect and no one is at further risk.
2: Yeah, but we move the Patriots game. It's not like this would be unprecedented to move it to Sunday. Would moving it to Sunday be a little fair to both of these teams?
6: I'm just not sure why. Uh, I mean, first of all, they both are, you know, for Packers, it's running backs. For 49ers, it's receivers. So it's like they both have, in a weird way, it's kind of even. But the rules changed a little bit after after the Patriots game was moved, right? The NFL went to a little bit of a stricter protocol. They isolated the high-risk, close contacts. They did a better job of saying, instead of, all right, we're just going to push the game, they were like, all right, which individuals are at risk? Remove those guys, keep testing, and then we can play. Because in the end, the NFL wants everything safe, first of all, and then on schedule. And it's not perfect. But it seems, based on who's missing on both sides, kind of fair. So they will play on.
2: What do you make of Bill Belichick being a little sensitive to the Patriots struggling and he blamed it on we went all in those last five years, winning Super Bowls, going to a Super Bowl losing, going to the AFC title game? What What is he saying and who is he saying it to?
6: I I liked it. And I know that he's getting some criticism. I've read it. Um I appreciated it because one when Bill Belichick talks the business of football there's nobody better. So I like the fact that he's actually instead of like monosyllabic answers after a press conference I like the fact that he's actually explaining, right? Like we ask these guys questions, you want an answer, it could theoretically come out as defensive. I just if it's defensive and explaining, I will take the explaining part. Um I think he's right. Because last year they did spend right up to the top in cash. I also think they, you know, this is a year where they got, they had no cap space, literally none. All they could afford was a, can't, you know, Cam Newton, $1 billion plus contract. And then they got a little cap room due to some settlements, including the Aaron Hernandez settlement. Then they had all the opt-outs and now they have a ton of cap space, but nobody to spend it on. So they lost the players, couldn't replace them because, you know, who are you going to Who are you going to spend the money on? There's nobody out there. So it's a actual rebuilding year for the Patriots, which they've never had. And they'll clear all the cap space and next year, probably kind of start new and we'll see what happens at quarterback, but potentially the new quarterback as well.
2: Yeah. I I can't imagine Cam is back unless we see a drastic turnaround here. It feels like they've already, you know, they have their opinion on Jared Stidham. Now you got to either go in the draft or free agency what kind of possibilities are out there for the Patriots to find a, another franchise quarterback?
6: Yeah. I mean, if we'll see what the record ends up being, I'm of the opinion that the Patriots are always going to be fine. So I'd be surprised at this point, if they are not like eight and nine eight, seven, and nine, cause they're always, they're always fine. Right. But we'll see. But if, if they have a high draft pick could definitely take a quarterback. I mean, that's, that's something we have not seen for real, for real since Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, and that was a late too. So, I think we could see that. The options, if they don't take one in the draft, there there's not a ton of them, but Sam Darnold would be potentially one, depending on how the Jets would do. Now, that would take the Jets trading their former franchise quarterback to the Patriots.
2: Yeah, I don't know about I that. I guess we've
6: seen crazier things, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. And then, you know, the rest of the guys you're looking at are franchise guys who may not be in a great place for their team. Matt Ryan... Probably stays. Kirk Cousins contractually, probably stays. Uh, Philip Rivers is at toward the back end. I mean, there's just not a lot of great options. The one that I think will get all of us talking is Jimmy Garoppolo, because yeah. if, you know and, if and he's got a in win, San win that's an
2: option. That could be a win-win for both. That Kyle Shanahan gets his quarterback, whoever that is. If if it's Matt Ryan or Kirk D Cousins. Um, And then Bill, who loves him, some Jimmy Garoppolo can get Garoppolo back. And that might be his franchise quarterback.
6: I thought about that. And I think that's one thing you'll hear a lot is, is Jimmy Garoppolo going back to the Patriots. The only thing that gives me a little pause about that is he didn't play a lot for the Patriots, right? Like he only played, I think two games. He was in the building for a while. And when Belichick called the 49ers about trading for him, he said, Okay, I think a two is about right. So he valued him as a second-round pick back then, which to me, he's a quarterback getting traded for a two. That if he thought he was a franchise quarterback, no matter what, he would have said we need a one for this guy. That's my only thing that gives me pause about him reuniting with the Patriots. Still could make sense. I'm just, I'm just kind of curious about that part of it.
2: Yeah, but I don't know what was going on behind the scenes. If you know Brady wanted him out. And Bill had to make that decision of, do I bet on the future? Or do I bet on the present? And he wanted to keep Tom, keep Tom happy. And therefore, hey, if I hold out for a one, I might not get that one. I know I can get the two. I can, I can put him in you know, great hands with Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. I, I don't know. It, it felt like that that was Belichick doing Garoppolo a favor and doing Tom Brady a favor as well
6: that's a really good point i mean because if he says all right i need a one then he might just not be able to trade him and, and i think the point of that for Belichick's standpoint is just to to get a good clean deal done rather than like yeah. you know, haggle back like just is it is it two do you want it yes or no they did do garoppolo a favor by sending him to a great place um all that is true i think looking back now you know whether or not brady actually really wanted him out i've never prove I've, I've heard the suggestion. I've just never proven it. I've never had anyone right on the inside say, yes, Brady wanted him out. Um, I just think for the Patriots, once Brady stopped aging, once he st- basically was like, I'm going to play till I'm 45 and I'm still going to be good. Then their only way to get real value was to trade him. Then that's, that's, they hedged their bets by keeping Garoppolo for half a season. They were like, the only we're going to get value, trade him now. We have to do it. That's my recollection of how it happened.
2: What's the deal at the trade deadline that should have gotten done?
6: Uh, I think Will Fuller probably should have gotten done. Um, you know, he is hes an electric talent. He's not always been on the field, but when he is, he's awesome. Packers could use a big play receiver to kind of take them over the top. Um, the Texans wanted a two. If the Packers came to the Texans right at the deadline and said, You know the dante fowler deal will do it for a three and a five that is a tough decision to turn i mean that's a tough pick to turn down right so i don't i just don't know that it ever really got to that and i thought from where both sides stood that they should have come together and done a deal
2: was jj watt ever in play no um, i don't think so i mean i
6: don't you know those are deals made by owners um not well they don't even have a gm right now but not We don't have a, not interim people, you know, Um, it's not a deal done by Jack Easterby who's kind of filling in and running football. And those are done by owners. I never got the sense the owner would trade him and I never got the sense JJ was like, you need to trade me. I think he wants to be there. He would just like the football team to be better.
2: Is Michael Thomas playing Sunday night against the Buccaneers?
6: It's looking that way. Not for sure. For sure. Because we did this two weeks ago and then he pulled a hamstring and, in warmups and then didn't play for two weeks, but ankle's fine. Hamstring is getting better. Sounds like Emmanuel Sanders is probably back. So we will actually see the saints team as they should be. Now they've still won games. They just haven't looked the same. Uh, I think Michael Thomas is probably back Sunday.
2: Yeah. feels like there's more to this story.
6: There, there, there has been a lot there. Um, I would say it has not always been, it's not always been kumbaya. Uh, there's been, You know, when you have a fight in practice and punch a teammate, um, there's some feathers that get ruffled along with faces or whatever, assuming (laughs) unless he was wearing a helmet, which whatever. Anyway, Um, yeah, I mean, I think behind the scenes, there definitely has been some conversation and potentially some some things that needed to be settled. But I never got the sense it was something that was insurmountable.
2: Ian, thanks for joining us. Uh, We know you have a busy week and uh, we'll be watching this weekend. Thank you very much.
6: All right, always happy to hang with you. Take care.
2: That's Ian Rappaport, NFL Network National Insider. Uh, you can see him Monday through Fridays on NFL Now at 1 Eastern. Also follow him on Twitter at RapSheet. NFL Week 9 kicks off tonight. NFL Network Fox Prime Video with the Packers Niners. That's at 730 Eastern. We'll take a break. Play of the Day is up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or
4: stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. And Monopoly Go...
0: Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is...
0: Oh my god. The play,
2: the play. of the day.
0: Turning left side got it! I'm gonna play it and play it. This is the play of the day.
2: Check this out. Gotta get it in full slate of games today as Jerry vision will kick it off. And would you believe an onside kick to start things off? It looks like there is a flag on the play, but boy, Tom Hart coming out aggressive I Love the along call. special teams. Love the call. Courtesy of ESPN, Akron kicks off Maxon with an onside kick. It failed. Didn't get much better after that. They lost 58 to 13. That's uh, the most points allowed in a season opener since they gave up 70 to Penn State back in 1999. That's your play of the day. Brought to you by the Breeders' Cup. Friday and Saturday, the world's best thoroughbreds competing in 14 great races at the Breeders' Cup World Championships. Learn more at BreedersCup.com slash 2020. Catch all the action live on NBC Sports. Prior to uh, the Ian Rappaport interview, McLevin brought up a mock draft or a couple of mock drafts. And I was curious, over under four quarterbacks in the first round in the top 10. Top 10 picks. I'm going to go. I'm going to go under because I'm going to say four quarterbacks will be taken in the top 10.
1: Now, do you want Matt Miller, who is a draft noted draft analyst, or do you want Mike Renner, who's PFF, who so we've had
2: on as okay? Good as who's well? who's going to uh, agree with me? So wait, how many did you say that four be? four of the top ten picks in next year's draft will be quarterbacks?
1: Matt Miller has four. Okay. Mike Renner has three in the top three. All right. And I'm scrolling down here. Oh, only has three that I'm seeing. Okay,
2: so I'm taking... How about this? Over, under three and a half quarterbacks taken in the first 10. Seems
3: like that's the number. Okay, yeah, Paul. As of right now, this is the NFL draft order. The Jets at number one. Giants number two. If it held, the Giants held at number two. Are they taking a quarterback? As of today.
2: Uh, uh, one of the mocks I saw, they're taking uh, Penny Farrell out of Oregon. Is that right? Penny Sewell. Sewell. Then he that guy. I think he opted out. Did he come yeah. back in?
1: I don't think so, but you point out they just took a left tackle. I
2: know. They took a left tackle last year. But, yes. The he, guy from Jane's Addiction? Yes. Perry, co- I didn't realize that, he still had a, uh, I, eligibility. I know. And he plays tackle. You, you, if you've
3: seen Perry Farrell. he's has got to Yeah, he's small. Uh, three, Jacksonville. Yes. Four, Miami. No. Through Houston. Yes, they, they're going to get that pick.
2: Yeah, I, I think they'll they're, they'll be satisfied with two. Five
3: Dallas as of right now. Dallas has the fifth pick.
2: Mm, I'm going to say no. They don't draft a quarterback. The only reason why I pause is because Dak's going to cost you. You know, even if you're franchising, which I think they will. What's that? Thirty-seven million dollars. Unless you just want to, you know, go clean from Dak and move on. But are you getting a great quarterback there? A guy that you know is going to work out, and how long will it take before he gets to play? I think Dallas has other issues there. Yes, McLevin.
1: You always say, though, the five-year formula, get that
2: rookie. Yes, yes, but you have to – if I'm the Jets, it works. If I'm Jacksonville, it works. But after that, Wilson from BYU, Trey Lance from North Dakota State – Kyle Trask from Florida. Like those aren't guarantees. It feels, it feels like it's Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. They're going to be franchise quarterbacks. The other ones, I, do, I, don't, I don't know. If you say Trey Lance for the Cowboys, okay. I, haven't see, I saw him when he was perfect the year before. He played one game this year, and I'm going to take that one out. It's like the judges, you know, in, in uh, figure skating. I'm going to take out the high and the low. And then what I'm left with, he's an impressive quarterback. But I don't know if, I'd, if I'm the Cowboys, I go, yep, we're going all in. Yeah, pulling.
3: Cowboys are two and six. If they only won one more game this season and they lost to the Giants, they would have the number two pick in the draft. How much would it change if you had the, Dallas somehow had the two pick?
2: Then I would strongly consider taking Justin Fields. Because that team has spent a lot of money and wasted a lot of money. And now, if I can save some money with what I'm going to pay my quarterback, then yes, I would do
3: that if I'm down. Atlanta has the sixth pick in the draft, as of now.
2: Uh, unless they can trade Matt Ryan, or that will expedite Matt Ryan to San Francisco. Um, if not, I, I I wouldn't be drafting a quarterback there.
3: Washington FC has a right now seventh pick of the draft.
2: I would certainly be looking at a quarterback.
3: And then after that, right now, it's Chargers, Patriots, Vikings...
2: Well, Patriots, yeah, but you, you Vikings too, right? Well, they they still got Kirk D Cousins for another season, pulling Alex Smith, let him let him mentor a guy for here. year. Yeah, um, you know, because Kirk Cousins could end up in San Francisco, but I'm going to go over under three and a half quarterbacks, and I'm going to say I'm going to say three quarterbacks are taken in the top ten. Somebody will get a little squirrely. Uh, somebody will move up. Somebody might drop down a little bit as far as the, uh, the teams in that order or those quarterbacks. Because, it, trust me, the week before the draft, days before the draft, I will come on this program and say, this guy is moving up. And a lot of times it's the guys we're not talking about. And then you'll go, wow, where would that come from? But that, that will definitely happen. But if I, if I'm, I think the key will be if the Giants remain this bad and they end up with the second pick overall, what are they taking? Who are they taking? Yeah, McLevin.
1: I mean, the rap on Daniel Jones is the turnovers are just yeah. killing them. Yeah. But he gave
2: that game away on. Yeah, but are, have you seen enough that, that you can correct this? That That's what I don't know. And if you say, look, he's. He does these things or he's really good. He lacks anticipation in my opinion. I think he gets caught up and then you can almost see him think, should I throw it? It's you got to when you get in there and there's bullets firing, you got to go. You got to you got to th- throw somebody open. This is in college.
1: Yeah, McClellan. Carson Wentz is having the same problem, yeah. I think, where he's just holding on
2: to the ball looking for something. I think once you get injured at that position, it changes you from the standpoint, if it's a knee injury, an ankle injury, Achilles, if it's something like that, there's always people at your feet. And you can't help but think about that. It's like a jump shooter who sprains his ankle. You know, he's always looking at what's underneath him. Always in the back of your mind. Carson Wentz can't help but think. And Tom Brady had to overcome this. Remember the season where he started out, where he blew out his knee? What was that? uh, Bernard Pollard who uh, hit him? And you you have to get rid of that clutter around you in your mind. And that's really hard to do. And I don't know if Carson Wentz has been able to do that. Offensive line hasn't been good. And it feels like every time he goes back to pass, he's sort of thinking about what's around him. And it's hard to play the position. And when you factor that in, you're just a little more hesitant. Uh, Skip in Texas. Hi, Skip. What do you have for me today?
1: Hello, uh, Dan. I wanted to take some issues
2: with uh, Rappaport. Um, I know that they've moved games back earlier in the year for all this COVID stuff, and I don't understand why you wouldn't move it back for the Niners and Green Bay. I mean, you closed the facilities on, what, Monday night? They played a Sunday game. Nobody's been able to practice. There's no receivers left. They, they already had a half a team, and then Green Bay comes in with a, a, a limited amount of team, has to come
0: in early. They should have moved this game to Sunday or Monday.
2: I agree. I agree with you, Skip. I don't think this is a good look for the NFL. You want to have – this was one of those Thursday night games where you said, wow, rematch of the NFC title game. This will be great. And it's going to be a, a, maybe a reasonable facsimile the artist formerly known as the San Francisco 49ers. I, I would just like if, if I could extend this to Sunday and allow these teams to be a little bit more at full strength, that's what I would want. Not, Hey, it's still green Bay in San Francisco. It's Thursday night. Aaron Rodgers. We're going to do a good number. Yeah. McClellan.
1: I put up the poll. Should the NFL play tonight? Surprising results. Yeah. You want them now? Yeah. It's very strongly to one side. Okay.
2: I'm going to guess they, they want them to play. I mean, I want him to play, but I would like to see them as close to full strength as possible. More phone calls coming up. And are the Sixers interested in James Harden?
0: It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.